All I on saw on paper it looks good. All I saw is Travis Strunk let laugh at Daytona of uh, five hundred. So Love it. yeah, that's all good. If if you got a spot for me, I'll definitely be there. You're yeah. in. Careful what you ask for. No, I'm asking. <laughs> I'm asking. If you crash in the first turn or you get a bad start, I'm not thinking what's the best I can do. I'm thinking how can I win this race. <laughs> Hey guys, what's up? It's your boy JS7, and we're on a special edition here at the Bubbles World. Just finished up an amazing interview with Travis Substrana. I mean, you guys know him from Double Backflips. To jumping out of an airplane, to Supercross champion, motocross champion, and now he's doing this Nitro Rally car this weekend. And so, just did this interview make sure you check that out if you want to be more part of it besides just watching you can actually bet on this thing and we got the live odds which we'll show it make sure you click these links on there but if you want to bet on the thing travis is fifth or somewhere around that i talk listen to the show maybe get a little bit more insights we got somebody here that i'm I, there's no introduction need to be made a hero of mine he goes from you know, in what do I would say, how do you say it? Indianapolis, Maryland, kind of. Oh yeah, Annapolis. A Annapolis, yeah, Maryland, <laughs> up there. Um, I remember seeing this guy and watching him coming up through my amateur program. If you guys remember the kids on the couch story, which I'm gonna hit him up about that in a little bit. Um, but there's no there's no introduction need to be made. My hero, mine's hero yours, Travis Pastrana. What's going on, Travis? That's a heck of an intro, James. I appreciate. it. I still got got your jersey when you were 16. I had a had a dollar on you, and uh, I asked you, you. You actually was one of the one of the crash races. And I was like, you cost me a dollar, <laughs> and uh, you signed the jersey. You said, I'm going to get that dollar back for you next round. It was, oh. uh, it's still hanging in the shop. <laughs> yeah, did I get it back for you? Because I probably crashed again, uh, no, my, myself. No, it's, yeah. it's, I mean, you, you, you went, went ahead and won everything else anyway, so that's that's good. <laughs> no, that's cool. That's cool. So, yeah, you got a big weekend uh, going on this weekend with Nitro Rally Car, a series that you created in 2018, um, but you started in 2021. So um, well, I guess we'll kind of get into that. So how did that thing come up, come above, um, come about, excuse me? And, um, you know, I see you in the racing and we'll talk about your odds and stuff with your a little suspect. I'm going to have to ask you, you know, what's up with the odds and stuff. But basically, how did that whole series come about and um, how's that going for you? No, it's been really fun. I mean, honestly, since uh, since racing motocross and supercross, I was injured all the time. I was always crashing out and um, kind of found a new passion with the four wheels. And I always said it was like motocross or the roll cage. But um, the stuff we were doing in our backyard, the Nitro Circus, Andy Bell and, uh, you know, all the crew just hitting big jumps and, you know, with Ken Block and, um, drifting and the Jim Connor and that kind of stuff. Yep. We kind of combined everything that we learned about racing from, you know, from motocross and cars to what we learned about showmanship through Nitro Rallycross and, um, you know, just the, the MTV show and, and the Jim Connor series and the YouTube stuff. And we kind of combined it all around and, and we've been getting awesome, like turnouts, not just with the crowd, but just with the, the amount of drivers. I mean, Kyle Busch jumped in for a round two time cup champion, uh, Chase Elliott was two, jumped in for two rounds this year. Uh, Austin Sindrick was in for a round. Uh, we had uh, <laughs> actually last time we came to uh, Glen Helen uh, earlier this year, 
um, uh, the 2009 F1 world champion, Jensen Button, came over mm-hmm. and uh, he hit practice and he kept going around the jump, around the jump, around the jump. And I kicked, I got out of the car. I was like, how Jensen like it? I said, I don't know. He's tr- he didn't hit the jump. He's in his rental car. He's heading to the airport. <laughs> so it's not for everybody, but it's, uh, it's pretty fun. No, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, I had a chance to like get into it because I mean, it's new. And I think you guys changed to form like an electric version of that. It was gas in the beginning, I believe, like the first year. And this year it's been electric. So, um, I mean, everything's kind of going that way. But what was the reason or just in? You know, it, it got a lot of flack for sure. Um, you know, the supercars, they sound mean, man. You just yeah. get on the gas and they're only four cylinders, but, you know, they're putting out 800 horsepower. The thing's just popping and spitting and, you know, you can hear them and they're, they're loud. That's kind of, yeah. you know, when you hear like a two stroke, uh, I'm shoot. I haven't even gone four stroke yet on dirt bikes. Like, I know the 500 Zillow, yeah, like, Zillow yeah. back at the uh, Red Bull straight rhythm. So yeah, I hear you. <laughs> yeah. Mixing gas and, uh, well, and not really kicking ass anymore, but just having fun. So, uh, but no, the electric cars, um, all the manufacturers were kind of getting out of it where they're, it's just hard to get sponsorship and racing's expensive, man. And, um, we said, okay, well, if we're going to do it, we got to have something that that's crazy. we got to have something that's, that's more wild. Like what can't the supercars do? And, uh, so we added they're over a thousand horsepower, uh, zero to 60 in, in 1.4 seconds, which is like you push on the pedal. It's just the wind's pretty much knocked out of you. Um, you know, you lose the sound, but you gain performance. And with the extra horsepower, we're able to make the cars a little bit bigger, a little bit more durable. Yeah. Uh, so we can actually not run into each other, but we can do more like motocross. Yeah. I feel like car racing, especially open wheels, they're like, oh, you bumped them, you're you're out. No, man, I want I want rally cross where it's, you know, hey, I, I want to be Rubbins racing, you know, put it back to that old yeah. old NASCAR spirit. Yeah. Like you know, normally, like say last year, we had the Subarus, man. And Scott Speed and I had the Subarus, uh, the Timmy Hansen and uh and his his brother had the Peugeots. Um, you know, there was a couple other cars that were, were competitive, but you really, you know, you took it to where you, know, you might have 20 people starting, but really there's only six cars that have a chance of kind of winning. Gotcha. Um, and that was kind of cool because, you know, you, and it's like F1 where, you know, if you jump in a bad team, you might be the fastest driver, but you're not going to win. Yeah. Well, this year, all the cars are all have more power than anyone can use. So it's not about who's got the fastest car. It's about who can put the power to the ground. Um, so honestly, I've been struggling this year because it, it's not about just being aggressive and, you know, you with the uh, supercars, you're shifting the whole time and you're handbraking, you're trying to get the car to kind of stay on the power band, more like a two stroke. And these things are like four stroke multiplied by five, you know, yeah. we pretty much leave them in the same gear and it's just about being perfect and being smooth and kind of getting that power to the ground. Cause everybody has more power they can ever use. Okay. Um, every, you know, you don't have to, you never have to worry about bogging the car. Um, but it's cool. Like you go in the air, um, I can go off on the brakes, have that car straight down and I hit the gas. It's like a snowmobile. It just comes, you know, I can fly the car in the air. So, okay. um, in seven rounds, there's been five winners, um, which has been really cool for us because everyone's kind of back in the mix. And when you know, when you have the data from everybody else, it's not just, you're getting data from your team, you're getting data from everybody. So it's bringing, you know, all the drivers within, for, for instance, we had the top six drivers uh, within a quarter of a second wow. on a two-mile course with like 12 corners. We had concrete, we had pavement, we had jumps, had dirt, and, you know, the top three were within a, a tenth of a second. Gotcha. Um, which is is pretty wild. Wow. Yeah, that is. So I would say this is more, it's 
it's more driver really like it's i guess it comes down to because you want phoenix and uh minnesota i believe so you want two out of five of them right or two out of two yeah two there's two of us with uh with two wins but shoot i i make a lot of mistakes i don't know if you realize that from uh motocross days but <laughs> when everybody's so close like we have two rounds this year that i didn't qualify and two rounds that i won um and with these cars like Every every heat matters. Matters every race, every battle bracket. Every mm. if you make any mistakes, it puts you back on the grid. And I'm not good at. And I think we shared this a little bit. You know, it, if you crash in the first turn or you get a bad start, I'm not thinking what's the best I can do. I'm thinking how can I win this race? Yeah. And uh, you know, we got a, a spotter, which is nice, and they're, they're helping us kind of, <laughs> or me specifically, like not mess up too bad. But <laughs> it, it's still hard for me to go. Okay, you know third fifth that's good this round i'm like how can i get there yeah yeah when we're in the back of the pack we're looking at one thing is how i move all these people out to get to the the, the lead i used to look past the people so the the two races that you won in in phoenix and um, minnesota like what was the surfaces like on that like are you better on a certain surface or just kind of overall yeah, doesn't yeah i, I suck you. at pavement I, I don't have the patience for that man you come in i can put it on a good lap time yeah but the second like with pavement if you're sliding at all, you're losing time. If you know any, if you overshoot the corner at all, you you've missed it. And I tend to, when I'm behind, I try to figure out how to go faster. Um, you know, like anybody, but Scott speed, he taught me so much being my teammate on Subaru last year. He's like, look, you know how fast where this is your breaking point for this corner. It's right there. It doesn't change. Yeah. And on dirt, it'll change a little bit, but he goes, you have to get the exit of this corner. Perfect. And it's not a dirt bike where there's ruts on the inside or the outside, or you can change your lineup. He goes, this is the fastest way around this track, especially when it comes down to pavement. So if you're trying to go faster, you're only going slower. So mm. the faster I try to go in cars, especially like NASCAR, like I'll be, you know, qualify you know, fifth to eighth. And once you're running around an eighth for, you know, 45 minutes, an hour and a half, you're like, okay, they're going faster. How do I do it? And you start taking chances and risk and you start actually going backwards, losing yeah. time or, or hitting the wall. Um, but Scott was like, dude, you got to come in and tell the guys what the what you need from your car to be mm -hmm. able to do that. So we're no longer the suspension. We can't, you know, sit on the outside of the, the bike on this corner, or, uh, lean further forward in this corner, or get your weight back or whatever. The car, has, you're strapped in and the car has to be your body. So for me, not really understanding vehicles, especially when I went to NASCAR for a couple of years. Yeah. You know, I'd go out and we'd qualify, you know, pole or second or fifth. And I'm like, yeah, we're right in the hunt. Like, you know, announcers or the, you know, your crew chief would come over. What do you want with the car? I'm like, oh, it's perfect. I come in, I go out, I feel like Ricky Bobby. I'm like, oh, were those the other cars? <laughs> like, you're just sitting still. So um, it's been really interesting just trying to figure out that dynamic of, oh, man, the, the vehicle matters a lot. And I got to be, not only am I going to have to drive this thing. And that's why, like, rally works. Because in rally, you go for 200, 300 miles, you know, of of race driving and there's going to be so many different corners you got snow and gravel mm -hmm. and ice and you know it might rain in one section and dry in the next section and pavement in one section and whatever so you're never gonna get the vehicle set up perfect so yeah. that kind of comes down to who can drive the best on average but rally cross man you're, you're gonna figure out you know where it needs to be and, and there's going to be a faster line around there yeah no that's that's interesting i didn't i didn't know that so basically you're saying depending on the track surface it's it's more suitable for like driver. You can kind of drive and make the difference up kind of like motocross and in certain tracks, like it's not like that. It's uh, you got to have the car kind of set up on the pavements and stuff. So 
That's pretty good. How's this weekend? Like, how's the surface supposed to be this weekend? So this round is super wide. It's an off-road truck track. Um, Glen Helen is a lot of fun. The first turn, you barely lift, and everyone comes around super narrow, wide open, 110 miles an hour. Um, It's absolutely, it's wild. So this will be the first time we do it under lights. Mm. Um, Usually, actually, under lights is better for me because there's more traction. Um, during the day, if it's windy, like Glen Helen gets a lot. And if it's super hot, like it was in Phoenix, yeah. um, that it, it makes it so that the track dries out, which is just, I mean, any motocrosser knows when it's super blue groove, like a Sacramento, yeah. different riders are going to shine than maybe when it's, uh, you know, you go back East coast and, and go to a, a Southwick that's in the sand or even a, you know, mud race at, at high point or something. There's going to be a lot of different riders kind of near the front. So for me, I think, you know, we were quick there the, the last round and we actually won there uh, last year, but it's going to be one of those rounds where we'll have to be consistent all the way through. So um, it it's a good track for me and that you can be super aggressive and super sideways, uh, send all the jumps to flat kind of deal. And it, it like everything works. Um, but also the fact that everyone's so close uh, means that it's going to be a tough one for me to, you know, kind of stay focused <laughs> the whole yeah. week to not make any of those mistakes. Um, you know, and for me, it's, I want to slowly introduce bigger and bigger jumps. I want to introduce Talladega, huge berms, right and left. I want to build tracks from scratch. Um, You know, this is awesome at Glen Helen to be running this fun track. It's got good berms. It works well, but it's, it's still very similar except for that one, you know, hundred foot gap jump in the middle uh, to what the trucks race. Um, Great racing, great excitement. Uh, Brian Deegan actually jumped in. So I jumped down to the Can-Am class uh, to race both classes last year. He beat me by 0.03 hundredths of a second across. I actually, I, man, I I thought I won. I was like, what the hell? It was, it was like so close. The crowd was on their feet. So these races will be super, super tight. Um, Leah block was actually out there at the last round. So, uh, Jeff chicken Matasevich, what uh, he came out to race the side-by-side class. So, um, I don't know who's going to be in this week, but there's going to be, there's going to be some motocrosses in there and it's going to be a good time. Yeah, I'm excited. Well, I'm going to have to put my car in for next year then. Yeah. Put me in one of those. That, that sounds, that sounds awesome. I mean, with you dude, like I, I think about from supercross motocross, how great you are in that to the gravity's game. Well, you, you don't, you don't have to lie. Everyone sees the results, James, but I, I appreciate you. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm serious. Like anytime, like I, I mentioned to anyone, and this is something that like I, I take, and it's, it's special to me to, to talk to you on there. Like I've known you for years, Travis, like I've, I've was coming up through the amateur rates. Like you were older than me, but we kind of, I saw you race in amateurs. Like we were in the same kind of area. And, you know, every time I talk about supercross, they always go, or motocross, motorcycles, they go, do you do stuff like Travis Estrana? And I'm like, nah, it's a little bit different. Like I, I kind of race, like I, I can't do the flips and stuff. So when, when this sport, we can fix that. <laughs> oh well i mean i've done the flips just not on purpose and stuff um but from where you came came from and everything that you're doing creating this series and to you know, i'm watching the news and they talk about travis strana in the daytona 500 like i mean just do what you're doing in four wheels and, and just motorsports but just people and, and lifestyle that the nitro circuit like what you guys got going on like it's amazing so um man props to you. Like I I know for you had an influence on me personally and how I deal with the fans and trying to be outgoing and just loving life. I I wish I can love life like you do is it seems like you do, but dude, like you had an influence on my house here, all this stuff. So it's, it's honor to talk to you, but I guess even for that, like just the 500 experience, I know you've done some NASCAR back in the day, but particularly like 
how was that? Like, was that nerve wracking for you? Like, how was the Daytona 500, my man? You know, it was the first time I went into any race just hoping to qualify. Um, you know, had run about 10 years ago, ran some of the, the secondary series, which is uh, was nationwide, now the Xfinity. Yep. And, um, you know, I, we had just come off of a, a U.S. Rally Championship and a Rally Cross Championship and um, had great sponsorship, jumped in with uh, with Black Rifle Crew and said, all right, look, I don't know if I can qualify, but and it costs the same <laughs> to, to go for the race or to, to not make it. Um, but look, I, I really want to go down there and I, I want to give it a go. That's kind of why I got into NASCAR at the beginning. Like, I just want to be a part of the great American race. Like it, yeah. it was always, it was like a holiday back here in, in Maryland. Like we'd go and you know go to my buddy uh, Dale's house. And from the time I was probably eight on up, like he had a little circle track uh, in his yard. And we'd, uh, you know, it, literally we spent the whole day just, just playing and hanging out and driving go-karts. And then we'd watch the 500 and it's something I just wanted to be a part of. Yeah. And we had the sponsorship and lined up. And then I took the sponsorship that I had and I said, well, I was getting so much flack. Everyone's like, well, you know, if you're going to jump into this, you, you can't just buy a seat. Like, yeah, oh, just because most of the NASCAR fans, they didn't know I'd do rally cross. They don't know any. They just know me from, you know, America's Got Talent. And I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that, that guy that announced with uh, with Simon Cowell. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, no, 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 that, whatever. Like, I, I can drive. So I took the money that I had and I was like, I'm going to go down there and I'm going to have the most fun of anybody in any week. And I'm going to race all the dirt track races because there's a race every every day yeah. down there for two weeks coming up to it. So I took, you know, a, quite a bit of money and, and put it into racing dirt track. And we won a night. And it was so cool. Like I won this, this stupid little thing called a gator. But like mm -hmm. I turned that whole dirt track crowd into going, oh, just some guy coming with money, stealing our spots. And then was able to figure, yeah, I crashed the first night. Yeah, I'd race seven nights. I won one. I got lapped most of them. Like, you know, I, I understand, but we were able to go out there, like you said, in the truck race and you get, you get pissed off. You're like, all right, what's it going to take to win? You figured out, and you know, it might take too many chances, but like I got in there and I mixed it up with like the yeah. best kind of grassroots car drivers in the world or in the U S anyway. And then I went and I'm like, all right, I, I talked to my buddy who does a NASCAR truck team. And I said, I need some practice in this race. Like if I'm out in the 500 or the you know, Daytona 500, like I haven't been in a, a real car in a long time yeah so i'm like hey sign me up um you know let, let's go and ross chastain was going to drive for him but he wasn't doing that race so i'm like i know you got a car sitting there <laughs> not being driven this weekend you got a team you got a spotter you got everything uh so my buddies over there at nice motorsports um they were like all right let's do the the truck race and so all in i was like Lindsay, we we could lose a couple hundred thousand dollars this week. She's like, what? Like, what are you doing? What are you thinking? Yeah. Like, you're getting old. Like we should be thinking about retirement and you keep doing all this stupid stuff. And, um, you know, then Jimmy Johnson calls up. He's like, dude, I'm going to do the 500. I just sent him an emoji with two fingers in there. I'm like, really? You're going to, there's four spots available to qualify for the Daytona 500. You've won this race twice and I got to go against you to qualify. And then my buddy Connor Daly, who at the fastest time ever, in Indianapolis and in Indy 500, he's like, dude, uh, my sponsors are going to put me in for the 500. I've, you know, it's only been my second cup race, but I'm like, you're like one of the best Indy car drivers in the world. And then, you know, the, the truck champion jumps in. I'm like, Oh God, <laughs> I just lost all the money. Like, and I, I'm not going to qualify. Like, I think this sucks. I'm probably going to crash out. It's going to be the, the fans are going to say, I told you so. I'm like, this is going to be absolute crap. And um, so I called a couple different teams and, 
I, everyone's like, oh, we can get a charter, which is like, we're guaranteeing you a spot. And I'm like, I can't take a charter. I'm like, I have to qualify. If I don't belong in there, like, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't be in it. And I'm like, I think I can. Like, restrict your plate races. It's the easiest racing. Like, it's just, you hold it wide open. And it's like a game of chess where the car is always trying to crash. Yeah. Um, so I call up uh, Denny Hamlin. And uh, he goes, hey, I can get you a car that's one of the best cars on that track. He goes, I, we're not our team, the 2311 team with uh, Michael Jordan and Denny Hamlin. He goes, we want to win. We're a new team. We could use the exposure. He goes, I believe if you can stay out of trouble, you're going to be on that last lap. It'll probably be a green-white checker. You're going to be behind either Tyler Reddick, myself, or Bubba Wallace. He goes, I believe that. And everyone's laughing at Denny. And they're like, dude, there's no way. Hmm. He goes, look. And he was talking to you know, uh talking to um, Jordan and all the guys, he said, of anything that I can do, that Travis can do, he goes, it's drive a car sideways. He goes, it's not about skill. It's not about perfection. Everyone's wide open. Mm-hmm. He goes, it's about who can take a car and be all out of control and figure out how not to crash the rest of our field and to kind of be that guy that's just can stay out of trouble. He's like, if he can do anything, I believe he can do that. And sure as shit, <laughs> I come down last lap and they're on the outside. So I'm just, so we got the outside. I'm behind Bubba. On the inside of me, I got the team owner, Denny Hamlin. Mm-hmm. Kyle Bush pushes Joey Logano way out in front, drops back to Bubba. I'm coming in out of turn two. I'm like, holy crap. If I get to Bubba's fender, he's behind Kyle. Kyle's going to find a way around Logano. And we had already dropped, we just dropped the, the cup champion, um, you know, with Larson on the inside. I'm like, holy cow, we've got to run. I'm coming on the top. If I can get right on his bumper and we can lock up coming out of two, I'm like, we'll be coming out of four. Bubba's going to go in or out, or he's going to figure out a way to get around, um, around Kyle Bush, two-time cup champion. And then it's, I'm going to push Bubba to the win. I'm like, I'm probably going to be, you know, third or fourth or how everything pans out. But I'm like, I'm going to, dude. This is awesome. And then just like that, I got a slight bump from the rear. And uh, so we got this big old rear view camera. Like I got, it's like a tractor trailer camera. Like it shows you exactly what's coming. And when someone comes up behind you and they get within a half a car length, you lose the rear. But if you watch that camera, you kind of know you're going to lose it. You can just slide it up the track. Mm -hmm. Well, I was so focused on getting onto Bubba's bumper yeah, the other Bubba. No, the um, black Bubba. It's okay. No, sorry. <laughs> no, I meant. But uh, no, I was I was pumped. Like he had been helping me out the whole time, and he had given me so much good information about the whole thing. And they, dude, him and Denny had told me exactly how I was going to plan out, and it was right there. And I did look at my um, at my rear view, and right as the car got within a half car length, I started getting loose, and I was just starting to kind of figure that out. And then I got a bump, and I took out. The five, the 23, <laughs> the 11, it just, it was like an explosion that went on around me that took out my team owner, my only other teammate that was still going half the field, every cup champion. And I'm like, oh my God. And I got bumped around and I actually almost saved it to where I was back going straight. We still ended up 11th yeah, because the whole field had basically crashed out. So I'm not getting a Christmas card from, from Denny or Bubba or, um, or any of the 2311 team, probably not Michael either, but 
at the end of the day, it was an amazing experience. Yeah, no, I actually saw that and I saw you like diving in and all that. And actually from the camera angle that they showed the clip that I saw, I actually thought you did save it because you were going back down straight. Everybody was spinning out and I see you and like, then the five came back down from nowhere. And okay. Again. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That was a little bit later after that, after you got straight and they hit it, but no, nah, man, that's, that's amazing. I didn't, I didn't know that. And that's the cool part about this. Like this, you know, fans, you think like, Oh, I mean, it's just going wide open and stuff, but just hearing that story right there, there's so much that goes on. And, um, uh, yeah, that's, that's crazy. So you, you led a lap though, correct? If I'm, if I'm, you were up leading. Yeah. So the, all the Toyota team comes in at the same time and we're all up. They're like, okay, we're not coming in this lap. And then I don't, I don't know who it was. I think it was Tyler got stuck on the bottom. He's like coming in. They're like, okay, go in. Well, all my buddies, all my drafting partners dropped in and I'm stuck by myself, which means you're going to lose about, you know, five seconds that lap and I'm going to be off the draft and I'm done. But because everyone came in, I was the only one that didn't hadn't pitted yet. That was well, at least the f- furthest one up front that hadn't yeah. pitted. Uh, so yeah, I led a lap in the Daytona 500 completely on accident, and then went a lap down because I was by myself and couldn't find anyone to to draft with the next time. But all, yeah, it's, all I on saw on paper it looks good. All I saw is Travis Trun led a lap at Daytona uh, 500. So oh, yeah, that's all good. Well, man, I, I, you're a busy man, a busy father. And I know you got a lot going on this week, uh, this weekend. You got three races on there. And I see you're, you're, you're fifth. Um, I think you're on the odds. We'll talk about that. But I think you're fifth. So, hey, it's a good bet. I take, take this one. I'm, I, I have to win all three rounds to have a chance at this championship. So we're, we're going for it. Yep. I was going to get, I was going to ask you a little insight. Like, how, how am I feeling pretty good? I feel like that's a good bet on my end on there. Like, you know, hey, Travis is fifth, might get a little cheaper than what it is. But one question I did want to ask you is that I see you're fifth, but then you start, there's head-to-head bets, like, I guess, head-to-head brackets, and that's where you do your qualifying. So, like, is that for gate position, or how does that work? And then, um, you know, for the main event, is it you knock somebody out, and then that person goes, or you're just, that's a strictly like a heat race or something? So, for me, when we were kind of designing the series, I'm like, man, how cool would it be for uh, to race Ken Block head-to-head? Or Because with cars, it, it's hard, because even if you're, you're running one, two with someone. If you go to set them up and you go wide, someone fills the, the, the gap pretty yeah. quick. And it's really, so a lot of the racing is kind of blocking the people behind you as much as you're trying to be aggressive. Yeah. So we took this format and made it so that basically going to the best, you, you go through every other driver, you know, out there. So it's brackets that come, come from either side. And that's based off of your timed practice. Gotcha. So kind of like Supercross does or whatever. Um, but best goes against worst. But everyone's so close. I mean, like I said, of the you know, of the 15 drivers out there, five of them have won a race. So it's, there's no like easy bracket, if you will. So anyone can really win. But every bracket is worth you know worth, worth a few points gotcha. to your overall championship. But the biggest thing is if you get eliminated in round one, you start back of the grid for your first uh, heat race. Okay. And only one person qualifies from the first heat race, two from the semi and uh, you know two from the LCQ. So you don't like with cars, you don't fill a grid full of 42 people like yeah. Alpha National. Yeah. Like you're only qualifying down to eight. And, you know, even though there, you know, like I said, there's only, you know, 16 cars out there, whatever it is, um, you know, every single person on that field has a chance to win. And if you have to pass three people in a race, it's almost impossible. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's this track is good for passing this weekend. Glenn Helens, it's a perfect way to end the season because if you're quicker, you can figure out a way around. 
But those brackets mean so much for us all the way through. And, gotcha. and that's kind of what it's, it's been tough because the format, I almost shot myself in the foot. <laughs> like I want to make it as exciting as possible, but the chance of me making it all the way through these brackets without having any trouble, without messing up, without taking too big a risk or sliding too sideways or, you know, flipping or crashing or whatever, it's pretty slim. And if you don't basically come down to the final on that and you're not pole or, or at least on the front row for day two for when you start qualifying, mm-hmm. that means you're not, your chances of being front row for the final get slimmer and slimmer. Yeah. Um, you know, any mistake you make and all the way through the weekend and, and you're, it's hard to win. Yeah. Well, I don't mean to bring any more pressure on you, but you're going to have some new fans tuning in this weekend to watch you do to do your thing It's three days of racing in Glen Helen and uh, Travis, it was a pleasure, man. It was an honor. And, uh, you know, I, I know you got a lot of stuff going on and I wish you the best of luck this week. Again, I'm that that odd is feel like I, f- I feel pretty good. I feel like I'm hearing some confidence in you. You're like saying this is going to be a good weekend, good track, some pra- some passing, that 100 foot uh, double in the middle. So I think um, I think you're going to have fun, my man. So good luck. It was a pleasure here. And thank you for taking the time. And uh, yeah. before before we finish here, I just know every single Supercross that I went to. I mean, back when you're 16 and 17, I would always try to find a way to the go kart track, either K1 or pole position yeah. or whatever they had. And your time was always P1. And I don't know if you just sent someone or someone with your name just went around and made got P1 at every track. But do you still go kart? I mean, are you still like? Like, I, I felt like if you went four wheels, there wasn't any touching you on, especially on that kind of stuff. No, I, I mean, not to toot my horn, but toot, toot on there. I, for when I actually, I take that back. So when I did the, um, I race in Chicagoland on there was awesome. When I did the testing in California, it was really good, like on there. And I did some, um, you know, some short track with Joe Gibbs up in, forgot where it was, some boondock somewhere up north. And believe it or not, I actually really good on pavement. I don't, I don't know why. I think the motocross sense is like, you know, with motocross, you get a lot of feel in your hand. So I was able to like just feel like the surface and, and things. So with the go-karts and um, even when I did well, at the X Games, we did the, um, what was it? The, I can't, Supermoto, Supermoto. Yeah. I was the fastest on the pavement on there. I was actually really good. So I actually do believe like, Again, when I said, hey, maybe next year I can get an invitation to be able to get in, I actually think I would be really good on that. I enjoy doing the, the pavement and actually four-wheel stuff. With age comes Kate. So, um, yeah. I'm, yeah, James, I'm going to hold you to this. I, I know you – and I was – actually, I was at the NASCAR race in Chicago land when, when you were over across the street doing uh, doing that. So, I, I'm excited. We, we actually have a track that we're building in Oklahoma from the ground up. They gave me carte blanche to build basically like – you know, the, uh, the hell track of, uh, of rally. And, and we're going to have everything from the lowest cars to the top cars. And we got to get you out there, man. It'd be fun. Well, you, you hear, it. I, uh, people know me. I, I say, whatever I say on here, I, I'm, I'm into it. So if there's a spot, then you're going to see me next year. I, I love to do that. Um, and especially like all the stuff. One thing I do believe, and I know about you, it's authentic. And like you said, where well, you're like, I'm building this series and yeah, it's, as great as it is, it might make it a little tougher on me. So it makes it exciting uh, to to watch it and be a part of it. So, yeah, 
if if you got a spot for me, I'll definitely be there. You're yeah. in. Careful what you ask for. No, I'm asking. <laughs> I'm asking. All right, my man. Well, Travis, again, thanks for your time. Um, we'll we'll check up after. Hopefully, you get that victory this weekend. And um, you know, again, good luck this week. You got three rounds. Are all of them at night, or is the the Saturday and Sunday? Are they are they different times? Or they so all at, for the betters, I'll give you I'll give you a, the best information that I got when it's when the tracks loamy. The aggressive drivers do better. So you look at the rallycross drivers, guys like Fraz, myself. Mm-hmm. Um, on the night races, we should have a better shot than we do that last day, where you're going to have kind of the pavement drivers and uh, maybe your Larsons and those guys coming in. So just, just uh, you know, there's a little little heads up on the on the betting tips. Appreciate Don't get me wrong, I'm going to try to win every night, um, and I might not win any, but. I think you got a much better shot when the when the lights are on for the first two. All right. That's what we needed to know. I appreciate that. <laughs> we'll definitely get that going. And uh yeah, my man, that's that's awesome. Well, good luck this weekend. We'll be tuning in and uh, you know, make sure we we'll put some links up so everybody can check in on the results and uh, you know, make sure they watch you this weekend, do your thing. So yeah, that was Travis Ostrana. Um, as always, a great interview, a, a great person, a great father, and um you know, he's going to be a great winner this weekend. So good luck. And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Travis. Thank you, James. Yeah.